Hello and welcome to Nerd Vomit. My name is Doug. I'm a nerd and this is my vomit. I'm joined by my erstwhile companion and co-host, Christina. Hello and Happy New Year, nerds. I am finally back after not being here last month. It's been it's been a hot minute. It has been. I think what we did the hot minute first first week of December, and then we're we're starting 2020 uh, at full full strength. We are that we are. Oh no, wait! I don't think we are. I think there was an episode that went out. Oh, what is the date? No, it'll be New Year's Eve. So that's perfect. Um, So there's not a whole lot on my vomitorium, and I don't know about Christina. I can't speak for her, only to her, at her, (laughs) for some of it. I don't really have much right now. Um, As the year goes on, I will, that's for sure. Obviously, news resolution, taking more stuff. But you, we've been, I've been holding off on this, uh, waiting for you to come back. Uh, you finished The Mandalorian. I did. So I don't have to worry about spoiling it uh, when we no. talk about it. No, you do not. What'd you think? I really enjoyed it, and I was really itching for another episode, and come to find out you have to wait like to like fall this of year. 20... This year? I thought it was 2021 we had to wait no, like, no, the no, year no, and no, a half. No. There's okay. no, they're, they're fast-tracking the fuck out of Mandalorian. Well, I feel better now that I don't have to wait a year and a half for, like, Mandalorian's uh, next season. Of course, it left on a cliffhanger on episode eight. Then it had uh, the second... I'm sorry, the last episode premiered on uh, the following Friday after the release of Rise of Skywalker, which you haven't seen. I have not which seen Which means it. I don't get to talk about it. I had a great joke about the entire movie, but that joke ruins three major moments. So just know that next time... You're going to go see it soon. Yes. Next time, I get to make my joke. But. And if I don't go see it within the next week, then I'll still let you make the joke, just so you can get it out there. Thank you. Because it's eating me up inside. <laughs> just uh, like everything else in your room. Things I loved about not only the cliffhanger was just like, like, who killed the Nick Nolte alien? Uh, my money was on um, IG-88 or whatever he's called. Um, the, like, reprogrammed, like, uh, bounty hunter droid. Yes. Turns out I was wrong. Um, on that supposition, uh, and then the the, the speed bike uh, stormtroopers have Baby Yoda. Yep. Which does There's not a begin. Bit of child abuse in there, but someone made a supercut of Baby Yoda getting smacked around for an hour. Like they just like looped that particular. Scene. Well, and you know who that stormtrooper was. I remember you telling me. It's Jason Sudeikis. Yes. From I don't know SNL, he's uh, many different famously. Things. I think I don't know if they're married, but famously with uh, Olivia Wilde, he's from The Office. Um, horrible bosses. Horrible Didn't we bosses have a debate too. about that too, about who he was married to? No, no that was I, different... I've always known that it's uh, no, that was Olivia a different Wilde. actor that we. Oh, we were that's that was weeks ago when we were talking about um, Clark Gregg and the yeah. whole uh, Jennifer whole Beale, thing. Jennifer Jennifer uh, Flash, whatever. Jennifer Grey, Jennifer Beale thing from Swamp Thing, which I'm almost through, but I want, I want to wait on that for a hot second. Um, everything's hot on this episode. Sorry, folks. It ended in one beautiful fashion. You had emotional moments with IG-5888, whatever the fucking guy's name was, or droid's name was, um, sacrificing himself, uh, proving that the Mandalorian can trust droids. Yeah, because all of a sudden he did a switch. The Mandalorian was just like, no, you can't sacrifice yourself. And I was like, where'd yep. that switch come and from? And you finally got to see him take off his helmet because technically that was not a living being. Yes. And apparently everyone that watched the Pablo Pascal in, you know, Narcos or whatever that was that he was in, or Narcs or whatever it's called, um, I was like, oh, it's that guy. Why well, don't watch the show. So I was like, ooh, this is a big reveal. 
Um, I know he played in um, Game of Thrones. He did? At least that's what I... I don't think he did. Maybe my friend and I looked up with the wrong char- that wrong he actor. I mean, I'm, people that are in Game of Thrones are in fucking everything now. That's true. Like, the guy who plays Nightwing or Slash Robin in uh, Titans was on Game yeah. of Thrones. So, um... But yeah, you had... Uh, the, the first five minutes of that last episode were fucking fantastic. And I don't mean for the child abuse. I mean, just the fact that for five minutes... They did the greatest commentary on the running gag of what? Who, who um, was on Game of Thrones? Yeah, Pedro Pascal was in Game of Thrones. I don't know who he was, nor do I care. He was a, like a smaller character kind of king. I recognize the character, but um, can't tell his name. But the fact that they had like the stormtrooper like being bored and like trying to shoot the can and missing, yep. missing, missing, and then the other guy was like, fine, like I'll do it, and then missing, missing, like the fact that there was a commentary on the running joke that stormtroopers suck at aiming yes. was one of the funniest five minutes I've ever seen. I was like in, dying in a Star Wars. laughing at that scene. Well, I think like two or three episodes before that, like they had like a stormtrooper like shot the Mandalorian and he hit his shoulder, in the shoulder and like they both stopped like holy shit like he hit me like and it just so for John Favreau to have like this like ongoing joke that stormtroopers suck at aiming it is they need some target practice to be honest but it aims well there's a peripheral vision of those fucking helmets like that I mean I, I could break it down scientifically if you want but I won't um nah but yeah, those things have no peripheral vision. Literally, so Luke says like that. Luke says that in A New Hope, where he goes like, "Oh man, I can't even see out of this thing." Like that was like Mark Hamill literally saying, "Like they can't see out of this." Yeah. Thing. Um. But uh, ending with you know, kind of the the Mandalorian. Man, I'm gonna call him Mando because I love it. Mando's uh, great. Mando and Baby Yoda going like the that like head armorer. Uh, had said like until the, the lady, child is yeah, yeah and, until he comes of age, or he's reunited with the species, like he's under your protection. You are now his father, is how she kind of, if I remember correctly, worded it. And once again, this comes back to from the first episode, from the from the get go, I've said, lone wolf and cub, lone wolf and cub, yep. lone wolf and cub, masterless samurai with a baby. Yep. This is this is where it's all been heading, folks. And I called it so early on. Not that it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a huge leap in logic. Yeah. Um, and Favreau, I wouldn't say we're necessarily, pro- I mean, we're probably within the same age range in terms of influences. So, I mean, along with Club, Cub, um, you know, working at Mile High Comics that I did, like, I was introduced to that, and I'm sure he was as well. Not at Mile High Comics, but, like, just through reading comic books and being in the nerd shit, like D&D. You know, D&D and, worked at Mile High Comics? Mm-hmm. For a couple of years. The shop is not there anymore. Fun fact. You know when you leave a job... It moved like... No. They shut, they shut that store down. That's kind of the point of the story. Is that... You know when you like you think, like, this place couldn't go on without me, like... And you know, in your heart of hearts, you're going to leave and the place is going to trundle along with or without you because you're just a fucking minor cog in a big machine. Yeah. So my manager, my like Chris, was moving on to become an EMT. More power to him. And he was grooming me to be the next manager. And uh, they decided, the higher-ups, I mean, not necessarily probably the owner, Chuck, um, but the higher-ups at Mile High went, 
you know, really, like, you guys aren't a super profitable store, and the only thing you guys are good at is, like, speed grading, because we had basically slave labor. Um, we had uh, customers that would, like, help us grade or help us sort, help us organize for, like, trade credit. Oh, it's like credit. the card shop I found. Like, they would help, I'd, we help yeah. them sort, and they yeah, give us yeah. store credit. Right, so that, like, our, our output for graded comics was, like, insane. Um, but that was the only thing we had, and when Chris left, they went, we're closing down the store. So literally, the place really, actually about didn't two go. two years ago, I went, or a year, no, not two years ago, let me correct that. Like, about a year ago, I went to Mile High Comics Santana, is like, in a big warehouse. So that one closer is at a new Mile High Comics. No, this is, this was years and years and years ago. Oh, gotcha. This is the one that was by the Westminster Mall, if you remember that. Oh, all the way up there. No, 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 no. Not Westminster. Are you thinking the Buckingham Mall? It's like Mississippi and Havana. Okay, like down in that area. Yeah, yeah. The area, no, it's a, it was in Aurora. Um, in case you're wondering, we live in Colorado. If you want to Google these local references, but it was right. But I love that true job. native local right love, here. Love, yeah, me too. Really? Yeah, born in St. Luke's, motherfucker. <laughs> um, so fucking Star Wars. I was sorry to derail that train, but uh. Hundred percent, bar mitzvah and everything starts to reference to a different podcast. So anyway, was that the what was it? No applause, just clap. No, that was uh, all fantasy, everything. Gotcha. But anyway, a, a show that we have nothing to do with other than I listen <laughs> to it and will never stop singing its praises. Um, it's that drafting podcast I listen to where they gotcha. draft everything but sports. But anyway, Mandalorian wrapped up beautifully. It did. Really, the only thing recently from Star Wars um, under the Marvel. I'm sorry, uh, under the Disney purview, um, that was not only critically, but fan favorite. Um, obviously, Solo was... Yeah, okay. Um, uh, the Last Jedi, Critical Darling, fans didn't like it. Rise of Skywalker is getting, like, hit or miss on both critics and fans. Um, I was going to ask you what your, your opinion was on that, because I've heard a lot of Rise of Skywalker, so I've heard a lot of negative feedback from the fans... But being a fan myself, I will be one of those that will go and see it as well. Once again, we'll do a, a spoilerless kind of re-review. But at least your your sum up of it, without really spoiling. I'll tell you right now, it's long. It's longer than it needs to be. Is it like a three-hour movie, like a Lord of the Rings? I went to movie? Get, no. It's not like a full three hours, but it's like 142 minutes. That's like two so and a half hours. Hard. That's kind of about average hours. about movies. Now they're between like an hour and a half to. Endgame was longer. Really? Endgame was almost three hours. That I do remember. And I didn't take a pee. I didn't take a pee break during Skywalker. I took a pee break during Endgame. Um, well, that had to do with more what I was drinking, not. Yeah. It's longer out of the Star Wars. It's the longest one. Okay. Um, and it's got literally forty-two years of continuity to wrap up. Like this is the end of like. Oh, this have, is literally the end of the Star this Wars. This is the end of this is the well, not the end of Star Wars. It's but like that, printing money. That trilogy and what's saga called like the, the of, Star the Skywalker epic, gotcha. where because you know from Episode One you have Anakin Skywalker. Uh, so you're going back yeah. to actually like the order of the episodes, not Episode One as in Episode Four, Episode One, but you're Correct. going but Episode like, One, Episode the One. The trilogy of trilogies, like the first trilogy was about Anakin, the second one was about Luke, Luke. And, and this the one third about one's Ray about like Kylo. kind of wrapping everything up gotcha. with. Luke and Leia and Vader and the Emperor. I mean, let me ask you this: Do you find out why Ray was left on that planet? Yes. Cool. Yes, you do. Awesome. 
I want to ask you more, but I don't because I don't want to spoil it for well, myself. Well, I mean, I can do like I when I first I saw L- Logan, uh, the Wolverine movie. Yeah. Uh, after a friend. And I just wanted a yes or no question in terms... I didn't want any spoilers, but mm-hmm. because I know the X-23 character, the da- the daughter clone character, because I know the character from the comics, I was able to just say, no spoilers, because I was telling the comics, and I went, foot claw. And he went, yes. And I went, okay, I'm good. Because that was the thing. Like, she's got two claws on her hands and one on her foot. And those are like, you know, every Wolverine-esque character has three claws. His actual biological son... Uh, Dakin has two claws on the top of his hand and then one that comes out of the bottom of his wrist. I had no idea he had a son because a biological I, son, yeah. I don't read the comics. I've just watched the movies. Dakin gets uh, weird. Weird. Who? Dakin is his son's Biological name. son? Yeah. Wolverines? Well, he, he thought the mother had died before giving birth and then this other character... Romulus, I want to say. I didn't read this, so I'm kind of drudging up like what I know of it. Uh, cut Dakin from his mother's dying womb and then raised him, like feeding him like misinformation about his father. So he like has like an unnatural hatred towards Wolverine. Gotcha. But he has like his claws, his healing factor, and he has like some kind of weird pheromone power where he can like confuse people or seduce them. I'm not quite sure which. Interesting. And he like you know plays for both teams, so. And I think his bones are, like, denser. They're not quite adamantium strength, like the way Wolverine's coated bones are. But they're but are they back kind they're, of like, they're harder than actual normal bone. Are they kind of going back? Like I said, I've only I've never read the comics. I've only watched the movies. But I know Wolverine had, like, kind of a brother with, with Saber. Was it Saber? Sabertooth. But that bone, like, because he had the bone structure that could come out of his hand. Well, he had Sabertooth. Weirdly enough, I was talking about this movie a couple days ago. Uh, yeah, I think... Um, because Liv, Liv Schreiber was the like the reason to watch that movie. I don't care about anything else in that fucking movie. Liv Schreiber was the reason to watch it. He was he a great saber tooth. Logan's brother or the saber Yeah, well, in the comics they're not related, but but like in the movie they make it. So, yes, like and, I said, it makes more sense. Like that that was a, that was a choice that makes sense to me. Um, they both have healing factors and like that uh, saber tooth like grows like fingernail claws out. Yeah, but um, Wolverine had like the. He actually had, like, claws, claws. Like, I mean, I don't need to explain Wolverine to people. So now I have a question that goes off of that to do, sorry, to derail, but this is nerd vomit. Sure. So does adamantium go over his natural, like, Yes, they're coated. Gotcha. Um, Originally they thought that the claws themselves were adamantium, and then in the, fuck, I cannot remember the name of the crossover. Oh, Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attractions, I think it was called. Uh, at one point, Magneto, like, tears the adamantium out of Wolverine through his pores, almost killing him. Because it overtaxes his healing factor so much. Mm-hmm. And then during uh, a Danger Room training, I like that I flexed my hand like I was Wolverine. In case you were wondering what was going on behind the scenes. We should um, actually record these one day to watch all these hand gestures. It, well, that was on the cards. At, never mind. But <laughs> um, Wolverine goes into the Danger Room and he's like, no, i got to prove myself as an X-Men, as a hero. And he ends up, like, actually, like, popping bone claws. And everyone was like, oh, shit, we all thought those were, like, pure adamantium. Like, he had They literally bone just claws. coated his claws and added right. it, which they, made but them they thought, stronger. But they didn't realize. He had, no one knew he had bone claws until, like, 1996. So for 20 years, we decided they were solid adamantium claws. 
Um, and then in terms of they did they finally did a Wolverine origin comic, cleverly called Origin. At which point you see him when he's like twelve or thirteen, and you see him like pop like little little nubbin claws, little mini claws. Um, which was the first quote unquote like chronological for the characters appearance of the bone claws. But yeah, his his claws are actually like part of his skeletal system. All right. Um, the adamantium eventually gets rebonded to him by Apocalypse so that he can become, or Wolverine can become the Horseman of War. And to be honest, I have not seen any movie past That's X-Men all from the comics. First class, though, but movie-wise. Days of Future Past is fucking awesome. It is so fun. Um, it's on my list of things to watch at some point. Apocalypse sucked. Um, and I didn't... And, and I'm saying that when I say... I didn't, I'm not even going to watch Dark Phoenix. Like, apparently that was just a fucking orphanage fire. Which, to me, is a little higher than a dumpster fire. Yeah. Because children die in my metaphor. Innocent children die in my metaphor. I just want people to start saying orphanage fire. Um, you don't know exactly where that uh, came from. I made it up. Um, it's called Nerd Vomit with yeah. Doug. Oh, I've been saying orphanage fire for months. But anyway. Uh, so... Coming off of Mandalorian, Jesus Christ, that was a that was a chunky nerd vomit. <laughs> that was. That was that was almost like Exorcist pea soup vomit right there. Um, I started watching The Office. I don't think that's what I originally wanted to go to, but we'll just go there. Um, you don't have your list to keep track of it. Shut up. Never. Um, I really kind of fought The American Office. Um, I, I've seen both series of the British version. Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant can do no wrong. Weirdly enough, Stephen Merchant was in Logan. Yep. He played, On that note, he folks, I don't Taliban. watch The Office, so... It's one of those... I've been watching it passively at the day job, um, putting out one of the far TVs and with, like, low volume, and they show all the, like, episodes out of order. It's bizarre. Oh, yeah. T- regular TV, when they do reruns, they never show them in order. So it's like, literally, there was an episode where, like, Pam is pregnant, then the next episode, like, they had a three-year-old... <laughs> And then the episode after that, like, they were just dating. I had no idea what that was going on. But it's so funny. Yeah. The jokes still land. And I'm watching and I'm going, holy shit, is that Kathy Bates? Holy shit, is that Idris Elba? Holy shit, is that three episodes of Will Ferrell? Like, the guests, like, the cast, pound for pound, is one of the most amazing casts I've ever seen. I mean, you, I mean, you think Steve Carell, Ed Helms, Rain Wilson... John Krasinski, who went on to, you know, be, like, you know, Jack Ryan. Yeah. Like, and then, like I said, like, just the three guests I mentioned, let alone James Spader. Like, pound for pound, one of the best casts. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to get into it. And it's a nine-season undertaking. Now, given their 22-minute episodes, that's a fast watch. I don't have to, that's like... That's the length of, like, all of my anime episodes without the commercials, anyway. 22 minutes, yeah. Yeah. It's about the average. Um, anything on, like, cable is probably set around 48 minutes uh for you really the for office you, you, ones no for okay. anything on like an hour long on um, yeah an hour long on network um cable it's like about 45 40 cable something. sits at about 56 57 minutes on the average no look um, at that you realize how much the commercials really do take up the time of an episode well and then you have the oh, what was the name of that book it, it, it'll i won't come up with it but Basically, the premise of the book was um, that shows were created to be built around commercials, 
feel like it should be the other way around. Commercials should be built around shows. Nope. It's shows keep us entertained until the commercials appear. That's true. Because the commercials were made purely for commerce. So. Yep. Um, that but makes anyway. a little more sense. What were we on? Oh, yeah. The Office. So, first season, six episodes. Slammed through it. Um, the writing is not as strong as I know it's going to get. Um, character development, not as strong as I know it's going to get. We got to think it's the first season, so they're just like, oh, let's try it yeah, out. and the first season is almost verbatim the BBC version. So That's the British Columbia version, right? The British version or the BBC? British, not Columbia. Sorry. British Columbia's in Canada. You know what? I didn't pass geography with a flying A, so leave me Neither alone. Neither did I. Geography is <laughs> fucking awful for me. But two different countries. Yeah, okay, okay, it's get it. It's a British broadcasting company. It's BBC. Um, but, uh, yeah, the BBC version with Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant. Um, I'm digging it. Like, it's something I can watch, like, kind of passively. Yeah. Um, at the end of my day, when my brain's tired, my liver's tired, when they're tired together and just kind of quietly, like, Netflix and chilling in my body. Um... That implies my brain and liver fuck. I just realized that. Um, and I made her snort. Um, like, it's something that I don't have to, like, hyper pay attention to. Yeah. Um, so, and I can just laugh. Like, you know, it's like how I watch reruns of Rick and Morty. I don't, I have them mostly memorized. And I've never seen that sh- show either. Are you fucking serious? I'm dead serious. It is one of the smartest... <laughs> well-written cartoons and I mean smart like the level of intelligence it takes to have two both their A and B stories are always like super high concept and manage to move the story along uh, semi-complex emotionally I don't think it's the most complex emotional cartoon I've ever seen I would say more than that probably Futurama or absolutely BoJack Horseman I've never seen never watched Futurama either or BoJack Horseman nope Dude, you've got you've got some learning to do. <laughs> the sad, sad soul, t- as other people have told me. For oh, at least Futurama. Futurama is like thirteen seasons, though. Like I've they, seen a like, couple episodes. I just never really got into it. The fucking dog episode. Oh, I'm sorry. I just made like at least half of our listenership like sad just by bringing up the dog episode. I will openly weep. My friend did show me the, the uh, bit of the episode where they do, like, a witch ritual to bring back Bender. A witch ritual? Yeah. Or a ritual? <laughs> yeah, a ritual. Male witch. Witchual. A ritual. Um, I don't... Was well, it Bender is a different robot? No, no, no. It, no, no, no. I think that was the one where uh, Bender becomes the wear car. And you find out that Calculon was, like, originally the first wear car. And once you're hit by the wear car, you become, like, like a robot becomes, like, a car, a murderous car at night. Damn. That show's so fucking good. But, yeah, Jurassic Park, or the the dog episode, every season finale is, you just, it just breaks your heart between Leela and Fry and will they, won't they, and, like, their natural progression towards becoming a couple... Um, so they do have a progression of becoming a couple. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, but the, they don't. The si- they yes, they they do become a couple, but then it's still kind of like off on, more on, 
things keep getting in the way, like forward only forward time travel was an episode. Um, the one where um, Leela thinks the, the space bee killed Fry. Oh, that's a good one too. Um, it's it's just in that the series finale is like Leela and Fry get stuck in like a frozen like time, and uh, they live like an entire life together doing everything they've ever wanted to do. And then the professor, uh, like, finds him and goes, like, I can return you to, like, the point when you, like, you'd be young again, like, but, like, you won't remember any of this. And they go, want to do it all over again? And they go, yeah. And I'm like, I'm getting misty just fucking thinking about it. I don't even know how we got onto this. (laughs) But, yeah, Futurama, obviously one of my favorite shows. Uh, I think it's far superior um, to The Simpsons. If you could unplug her, please. Um, we'll just break the fourth wall. She knew wall. what she, what I, I meant. I don't like semaphore. You know what? you have to look up what semaphore Calm is. Calm your tits. I know you said that to me yesterday. <laughs> I was going to ask you, you if you were, were drunk or what. Well, A, you hadn't answered me back in four hours. So, I was busy up. doing other <laughs> and things. And I texted you three hours before you were at work, so. I didn't even work. I was busy doing other things. Yeah, you were ducking busy. I read. That made it all worth it. Stupid autocorrect. It's not I hate this stupid shoot shot. It'd be shot. But anyway. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to kind of like seeing The Office kind of evolve into what, you know, is hailed as like one of the greatest comedies. Yeah. Um, I, I want to see where that goes. Uh, next thing I've got is question mark swamp thing. Yeah, how is I'm, that going? So I'm finally back to another. I've finished watching Watchmen, which we'll talk about on this month's no applause just to clap because I like Deb there for it which I said last week week I said week, week. you're so weak um so I'm going back to Swamp Thing I've got three episodes left um it's finally starting to kind of pick up a plot of like the evil in the swamp and Swamp Thing's been you know they, they think Alec Holland has been brought back as a Swamp Thing mm, as like an instrument to like uh, you know, fight the evil, the rot, yeah. they say. It's called the rot. Um, and they've talked about the green, which is, like, how all, like, all plant life is, like, connected. Okay. And all, like, all animal life is connected in the red. They didn't bring up the red. Um, that's from the comics. It deals more with uh, Grant Morrison's Animal Man uh, and morphogenetic fields. But, you know, less said about that, the better right now. You don't need to go down that road. Uh, but they have introduced, like, the green and how all plant life is connected and how... Uh, Using a term from the comics, uh, that Swamp Thing is like an avatar of the green, um, and he's here to stop the rot. Interestingly enough, though, the penultimate episode is called The Anatomy Lesson, which is the first issue of Alan Moore when he revamped the Swamp Thing as being like a horror comic, uh, which originally was. The Anatomy Lesson changed everything we knew about Swamp Thing, and for an episode to be called The Anatomy Lesson, and the screenshot I've seen of it is Dr. Jason Woodrew, who would eventually become the Floronic Man, kind of an evil swamp thing, yeah. I guess you'd call him. Um, he, in the comics, dissects Swamp Thing, and you learn, and I don't know how much this is going to spoil Swamp Thing, it has been out for a while, so I'm not worried about it, also the issue is like 25, 30 years old, um, that you find out that Alec Holland actually died. Swamp Thing is, like, a plant, like, imbued with the memories. So he never, like, needs to be able to breathe. Like, his internal organs, like, 
look like lungs, but they don't function as that. Like They're he's literally there. a plant. He can grow himself a new body from like a seed. From at one point, he grows himself a new body from the tobacco in John Constantine's cigarette. Um, he can transmit his brain to like alien fauna and end up on a, another planet, or you know regrow his body to be like, you know, hundreds of feet tall using plant matter around him. So I mean, it really did kind of like change everything we knew about it wasn't it wasn't Alec Holland thinking it was a plant it was a plant thinking it was Alec Holland oh and so I mean it totally changed everything we knew about Swamp Thing so once again and that episode was called or that issue was called The Anatomy Lesson um, it also you know broke ground in that this was the first issue to start maybe not start but like um, led DC to creating their uh, adult um, themed imprint called Vertigo, which went on for 20 years, had some of my favorite comics in it, like yeah. um, Neil Gaiman, Sandman, and Transmetropolitan by Warren Ellis, um, Animal Man by Grant Morrison, Swamp Thing by Alan Moore. Gee, is this a lot of the British invasion stuff in the 80s, Doug? Yes, it is. Um, and like, you know, early 90s with Warren Ellis. But so to have once again an episode called The Anatomy Lesson, I'm wondering. How that's gonna work? Yeah, and the last kidding. episode, the last episode is called Loose Ends. So, got some loose ends to tie up then. Well, apparently. it's only one season. Really? Yes. So maybe they're gonna tie up a bunch of loose ends in that episode. Well, what happened was that they were promised. I think the budget for the total budget for the season was forty million dollars. They were supposed to get like some kind of tax break or incentive, which yeah, and that was that weird filing. Isn't normal, yeah. Thing? Or which yeah. I'm sorry, is normal, but yeah, some bean counter dropped a one somewhere, and Warner Brothers, which owns DC, um, got like stuck with like I think a 23 million dollar bill, so more than half the budget, and they went, we're just gonna cut our losses, do the one up one season, and maybe we'll come back, maybe we won't. Yeah, we'll look at viewership numbers, type of thing, blah blah blah. Um, but I, I think it's a fantastic, like, it's, as I've put it, it's, it's such a great, dark, like, southern gothic, like, that Edgar Allan Poe stuff that I love, that, like, southern gothic horror, um, that I wanted, um, True Blood to be, and wasn't after the, maybe, second season. Once they introduced Were Panthers, I kind of just zoned out. It was just silly. Um, and when you like, I guess in the books it makes sense that she's half fairy, but in in the show it like it didn't didn't, didn't translate well. Gotcha. Um, despite the awesomeness of Rutger Hauer, the late great Rutger Hauer playing his her grandfather, uh, we like Rutger Hauer. I'm yes. nodding. Um, Blade Runner, that one dimension hopping movie that was only on HBO that it will. I can't think of the fucking Forever name for. Forever elude your mind. Yeah, it was such a weird like one off. Like, it was some kind of weird, like, reality-hopping, time-stopping... Like, they used, like, didgeridoos, and it was... I can't remember the name of it, but I I remember watching it, like, on HBO and going, Huh. Okay. Really early introduction of uh, the actor Josh Charles. Okay. Who would end up on, um... The Good Wife and other stuff I watched on it. I'm now... I can't think of it. So... Cool. Uh, other than that, that's that's the vomitorium I've got. Uh, what have you been watching? Just, just the Mandalorian. Yeah, pretty much just the Mandalorian. That's about all I've been watching. Um, 
throwback since I got Disney Plus. A friend and I have been uh, we've been watching rewatching Gargoyles. Childhood favorite of that one. I remember dropping off when they started getting like like season wide arcs involving Avalon. It was a four episode thing about Avalon. Was I really that young that four episodes seemed like a season to me? Well, it was that, no, and then Goliath, um, Angela, and Elisa and Bronx are all on a boat, and they just, it's kind of Who the goes. Fuck's Elisa? Elisa's the human that they meet in Manhattan. She's the uh, New York police officer. No, detective. that's. That's no. Elisa. Who did you say before that? Angela. Who's Angela? Angela is Goliath's daughter. With Demona. Yes. Okay. Yes, I vaguely remember this. Yep. So, but then it has gone on continuously for multiple episodes, so that's why it would seem like a season. Maybe, and at the age I was, like, you know, well, that, like, you know, probably uh, broadcast order or having to wait week to week or whatever it was. Um, Yep. I'll tell you, one of the reasons I don't need Disney Plus, I have the complete Darkwing Duck. Good for you, Doug. We all know you're a streamer of... Uh... Shh. Right, you. I like, never, I you like, can never I like, silence I like, I like, me. I like to subscribe to Doug Plus. That's all I'm going to say. Um, Sometimes he's willing to share. No, if you do, if you can find... I don't remember the name of the episode from Darkwing Duck. I can look it up. Um, if you look up either... Look up Dark Warrior Duck. Oh, that's a yellow one, right? No, that's... God, we do this every fucking time. No, that's no. Nega Duck. Nega. Um, Quiet, you. Dark, Dark Warrior Duck is... Okay, so basically, Cracker Jack, which is kind of like a foppish Joker-type character, it's like it dresses as a jester. Yeah, well, you're not going to... It's like way in there. I meant like actually Google so you could just find the fucking episode. Oh. Oh. But basically... Cracker Jack builds a time top, which is exactly what you think it is. Gosselin, his adopted daughter, climbs aboard it and okay. is transported to the future, where she meets a dark warrior duck, who's basically like a grim and gritty darkwing duck who thinks that Gosselin died, like whatever it was, like 10 years ago, but really she was time traveling. But to him, it seems like, you know, he lost her. And now he, like, basically murders people for jaywalking. And it's kind of a, a nod to Frank Miller's Time Dark Knight. Punish- punishment. Yes. Uh, but there are a ton of, like, Frank Miller and yeah. Batman Dark Knight Returns references to it. Really? Yeah. Um, and it is easily one of my favorite episodes. I talked to... Uh, I hate to name drop. It's not true. Uh, I talked to Jim Cummings, the uh, voice of Darkwing Duck. And I said... I gotta say, like one of my favorite episodes is the Cracker Jack Time Top episode. I think you did say like you know Time and Punishment. Yeah. But I said there were all these like crazy visual you know Easter eggs for you know 80s and 90s you know comic book fans. And he goes, well, I didn't realize that because you know I was just doing like you know the ADR, the voice acting, you know. And he goes, that's fantastic. I'm gonna go back and rewatch some of this. And I'm going, I just made the voice of Darkwing Duck. Episode 52 of season one of Darkwing Duck. Yeah, episode 52. I mean, if you watch them chronologically, that's, okay, 52 times 22, that's over that's a, a lot thousand of minutes. That's yep. over 10 hours, I mean, whatever the math is. I'm not going to try yep. to, I'm not going to embarrass myself by fucking it up on air, but. Well, it means 
season one is season one is really long. It's like seven. Is it seventy six? Seventy eight episodes of season one of Darkwing Deck. Oh man, you gotta watch the one with the potato vampires. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. And then season two is a whopping thirteen episodes because <laughs> they summed everything. Dwayne, fetch the diesel fuel. Oh my god, just in that hick accent is so unnerving. Um, anything else? Because we're gonna we're gonna have to call this one a little bit early. I've got a, a, a second recording session, a third recording session actually. If uh, anyone else is keeping track, only I am. Good. It's all that matters. But no, I'm good. I right. my nerd, nerd vomit out today. Nerd, nerd vomit. Nerd vomit. Uh, we still don't have an outro. No, we don't. At some uh, point, we'll get one. Uh, so from, I'm going to start doing the damn one. So uh, I'm Doug. I'm a nerd. Nerd vomit. I'm Christina, and I'm his sidekick on his nerd vomit. No, you're no, you're not sidekick. That sounds like like you're kind of hero support. I think is what they called it in Sky High. You're not yeah, hero, hero support. support. <laughs> that fucking God, movie. That, that movie. movie holds up. That movie holds up. Maybe not like special effects wise, but like humor, heart, yep. comedy, like yep. fantastic. One of the few movies I can think of Elizabeth Winstead. In or whatever her name is, one from um, I know her from uh, Scott Pilgrim. She played Ramona Flowers. She was the DH bad guy. Yeah. It was I can keep, Jim Rash keep was her about. was her villain little henchman guy. Uh, Kurt Russell and oh, fuck, who did play the wife? It was um, what's her name that's married to um, Travolta? Kelly something. Kelly something. Kelly Preston. I need to look it up. I got go. it. Uh, yeah, Kurt Russell and, and Kelly Preston. Anyway, um, go watch Sky High. Let, yeah, go watch it. Uh, and that's, it's that's, a nostalgia for all those older folks out there. Uh, oops, signing off with Drunk Bitches in the Background. Yep. If you like this, check out some of our other shows like Exotic Liability, No Applause, Just the Clap, and Black Falls. We can be found at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for The BACN on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play.